Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Um, in the book, this is actually the beginning of part two. Um, book is broken down into three sections, and so uh, we're now getting into the second section. All right, go ahead and get started. So this is heaven, he thought, and he had to smile to himself. It was hardly respectful to analyze heaven in the very moment that one flies up to enter it. As he came from earth now, above the clouds, and in close formation with the two brilliant gulls, he saw that his own body was growing as bright as, was glowing as bright as theirs. True, the same young Jonathan Siegel was there that had always lived behind his golden eyes, but the outer form had changed. It felt like a seagull body but already it flew far better than his old one had ever flown. Why, with half the effort, he thought, I'll get twice the speed, twice the performance of my best days on Earth. His feathers glowed brilliant white now, and his wings were smooth and perfect as sheets of polished silver. He began, delightedly, to learn about them, to press power into these new wings. At 250 miles per hour, he felt that he was near he felt that he was nearing his level flight maximum speed at 273 he thought that he was flying as fast as he could fly and he was ever so faintly disappointed there was a limit to how much the new body could do and though it was much faster than his old level than his old level flight record it was still a limit that would take great effort to crack in heaven he thought there should be no limits. The clouds broke apart. His escorts called, Happy landings, Jonathan, and vanished into thin air. He was flying over a sea toward a jagged shoreline. A very few seagulls were working the updrafts on the cliffs. Away, off to the north, at the, new, at the horizon itself, flew a few others. New sights new thoughts, new questions. Why so few gulls? Heaven should be flocked with gulls. And why am I so tired all at once? Gulls in heaven are never supposed to be tired or to sleep. Where had he heard that? The memory of his life on earth was falling away. Earth had been a place where he had learned, where he had learned much, of course, but the details were blurred something about fighting for food and being outcast. The dozen gulls by the shoreline came to meet him, none saying a word. He felt only that he was welcome and that this was his home. It had been a big day for him, a day whose sunrise he no longer remembered. He turned to land on the beach, beating his wings to stop an inch in the air, then dropping slightly to the sand. The other gulls landed too, but not one of them so much as flapped a feather. They swung into the wind, bright wings outstretched, then somehow they changed the curve of their feathers until they had stopped in the same instant their feet had touched the ground. It was beautiful control, but now Jonathan 
was just too tired to try it. Standing there on the beach, still without a word spoken, he was, he was asleep. In the days that followed, Jonathan saw that there was as much to learn about flight in this new place as there had been in the life behind him, but with a difference. Here were Gauls who thought as he thought. For each of them, the most important thing in living was to reach out and touch perfection and that, <clears throat> and that which they most loved to do, and that was to fly. They were magnificent birds, all of them, and they spent hour after hour every day practicing flight, testing advanced aeronautics. For a long time, Jonathan forgot about the world that he had come from, that place where the flock lived with its eyes tightly shut to the joy of flight, using its wings as means to the end, or finding and fighting for food. But now and then, just for a moment, he remembered he remembered it one morning when he was out with his instructor while they rested on the beach after a session of folded wing snap rolls. Where is everybody, Sullivan? He asked silently, quite at home now with the easy telepathy that these gulls used instead of screeks and cracks. Why aren't there more of us here? Why, where I come from, there were thousands and thousands of gulls. I know. Sullivan shook his head. The only answer I can see, Jonathan, is that you are pretty well in a, is that you are pretty well a one in a million bird. Most of us came along ever so slowly. We went from one world into another that was almost exactly like it, forgetting right away where we had come from, not caring where we were headed, living for the moment. Do you have any idea how many lives we must have gone through? before we even got the first idea that there is more to life than eating or fighting or power in the flock? A thousand lives, John. Ten thousand. And then another hundred lives until we began to learn that there is such a thing as perfection and a hundred again to get the idea that our purpose for living is to find that perfection and show it forth. The same rule Holds, a, holds for us now, of course. We choose our next world through what we learn in this one. Learn nothing, and the next world is the same as this one. All the same limitations and lead weights to overcome. He stretched his wings and turned to face the wind. But you, John, he said, learned so much at one time that you didn't have to go through a thousand lives to reach this one. In a moment, they were airborne again, practicing. The formation point rolls were difficult, for though the inverted half-Jonathan had to think upside down, reversing the curve of his wing and reversing it exactly in harmony with his instructors. Let's try it again, Sullivan said over and over. Let's try it again. Then finally, good. And they began practicing outside loops. One evening, the gulls that were not night flying stood together on the sand, thinking. Jonathan took all his courage in hand and walked to the elder gull, who, it was said, was soon to be, mo was soon to be moving beyond this world. Chiang, he said, a little nervously. 
The old seagull looked at him kindly. Yes, my son? Instead of being enfeebled by age, the elder had, felt, had been empowered by it. He could outfly any gull in the flock, and he learned new skills that the others were gradually that the others were only gradually coming to know. Chiang, this world isn't heaven at all, is it? The elder smiled in the moonlight. You are learning again, Jonathan Siegel, he said. Well, what happens from here? Where are we going? Is there no such place as heaven? No, Jonathan, there is no such place. Heaven is not a place, and it is not a time. Heaven is being perfect. He was silent for a moment. You are a very fast flyer, aren't you? I, I enjoy speed, Jonathan said, taken aback, but proud that the elder had noticed. You will begin to touch heaven, Jonathan, in the moment that you touch perfect speed. And that isn't flying a thousand miles an hour, or a million, or flying at the speed of light, because any number is a limit, and perfection doesn't have limits. Perfect speed, my son is being there.